All right, so how many of you guys have ever heard Reggie Gold before? Okay, not many. Wow, we, okay. Um, so here's another one of the greats that have come before us. Uh, he, Andrew? He passed away. I understand. It was right before he died. Uh, yes, he came. I'm trying to remember. Uh, he died about three years ago, I think. So it was probably like four or five years ago when he was on campus. And here's the amazing thing. The thing I really um, loved about Reggie, listening to him over the years, I first heard him at DE and then New Beginnings and stuff, um, uh, is he had the same message, relatively speaking, over and over and over again. Right? The same principled chiropractic message over and over and over again. And I really appreciated that. And, um, and he, he, was, he was just, he was the great educator. Like if B.J. Palmer was the, uh, the developer and D.D. Palmer was the discoverer, uh, I think that he was like the educator. He was the one who went around and taught people how to talk about chiropractic to other people. Uh, and I learned a lot of my talk to tech was from him because he put it really simply. Right, a lot of the stuff you've heard with like Santo and Sigafoos and Sid and stuff, some of that stuff is a little higher end for most people to quite catch. He was right on the money. When I showed this video two quarters ago, one of you guys actually came up to me afterwards with tears in her eyes saying, I have been trying for the three and a half years I've been here, she was about to graduate, to figure out a way to talk to people about chiropractic, this is how I'm gonna do it. She said, you, you, this, you just changed everything because I did not know, nothing really sunk with me, but that letter N thing was like the most brilliant thing ever for that person. So that's why I always show this, uh, this video because I think Reggie is an important person to, to get to know. And he still has tapes and CDs out there and MP3s that you can get if you want to really learn about some serious chiropractic philosophy, uh, you, you certainly can. Um, but what I, I wanted to talk to you briefly uh, before we started talking about other stuff today was... Um, a patient came up to me yesterday with a very sad story. And he said one of his neighbor's uh, uh, sons was a 44-year-old kid who was an ultra-marathoner, super-duper athlete, like watched what he ate, exercised, mountain bike, you know, like ran all over the place, thin, strong, you know, married, two kids, dropped out of a heart attack. 44 years old, dropped out of a heart attack. Out of nowhere... And here, here was what he said that I think is one of the most interesting things that I, I keep on hearing about this. Never sick in day of his life. Right? And I hear this all the time, probably at once, twice, three times a month. I'm hearing about someone who's never sick a day of his life, and all of a sudden they dropped out of a heart attack. You know? And they say, well, he did all the right things. Right? He did all the right things. Just because you do all the right things, does that guarantee you anything? No. Let's be realistic. Even whether or not he was getting adjusted, I have no idea, right? That, that, I'm not even talking about getting adjusted. I'm just saying, like, doing all the right things, does that mean you're going to get a great result, right? No, that's the thing that I think is super important you've got to understand, right? Is a lot of people are coming up to me over the last, you know, couple of years that I've been doing this podcast thing especially. And they came up to me and they're like, well, I keep on doing this and doing this and I study hard and I'm not getting good grades or I work really hard and I'm not really, my practice isn't building. I thought it wouldn't be this hard. I'm like, you know, it's not just about like working hard. It's about smart, about working smart, you know, it's about working and doing what's right for you. And I think about this one guy and I, I don't know anything about this one particular person who passed away and God rest his soul. Um, but one thing... I do know, and there's more and more research about this, 
that just because you run like a maniac 20, 30, 40 miles a week does not ensure that you're healthy. Right? Because for some people, actually, you are making yourself sicker by doing that. And there would be no way of you, for you to know. Because you could, I, we had a patient tell me last year that one of his friends, who was a 40-something-year-old guy, had got an EKG the day before he had a fatal heart attack. And he was rendered totally, totally fine, right? So does modern medical science know whether or not you're going to get sick? Know whether or not you're going to get a heart attack or develop cancer or whatever kind of thing? No, there's no way of knowing. So what do you got to do? Does that mean you should do nothing? Right? Does that mean that, that you shouldn't run 50 miles a week if you're a runner? Does that mean you shouldn't be an ultramarathoner? Does that mean you shouldn't exercise? Does that mean you shouldn't eat right? Does that mean you shouldn't get adjusted? Because it doesn't matter anyway. It's like just all, you know, kind of a roll of dice anyway. Is that what that means? No, what does that mean? And that means everybody has got their own unique kind of body performance, right? And when someone says they were never sick at the end of his life, I beg to differ, right? Because is, there, is it absolutely 100% true that his heart was totally fine until he had a heart attack? Right. Now, could modern science pick it up? Maybe. Probably not. Right. If there's one other guy that I told you about had an EKG and he was totally fine. Right. So, but, but was his heart healthy the day before he died? Was his heart healthy right before he went on that last run? Probably not. Right. So what is the, what is the trick then? What is the trick? Right. The trick is to find out what's right for you. Right. Everybody has their own set point. Everybody has their own way to eat. Like one thing I really can't stand about most diet books that I see out there, and I read, I'm constantly reading all these you know, diet books just to see what on earth. You know, there's a paleo diet, and there's the raw food diet, and there's the Atkins diet, and there's the, the, the South Street, the South Miami Beach diet, all these other diets, right? And they all claim that this is the diet you should be on. This is the diet you should be on. That is baloney. You know why? Because everybody is different. And some people, I know some people who have zero cholesterol input. They are complete vegan vegetarians and they still have high cholesterol. Right? They don't eat eggs, they don't eat fish, they don't eat meat, and they still have high cholesterol. So would you say that that person should be on a cholesterol-free diet? Well, they already are. Right? So that's not the answer for that person. Right? And would you say that person should be taking Lipitor or Zocor? No, because that's not the problem. Right? There's something else. Maybe that particular person's body makes more cholesterol than another person's body, right? So we can't be judges. I think that's the thing, is that sometimes we say, I found like some people are doing cleanses now. It's the latest thing. Everybody should do a cleanse. No, that is not true. Everybody shouldn't do a cleanse. Some people get really sick when they do a cleanse. Now, is it right for that person who say you should do a cleanse to do a cleanse? Probably. But is it right for every person to do a cleanse? No. Is it right for every person to, to run 50 miles a week? No. Was it right for that one person who died of a heart attack? No, probably not. It was probably not the right thing for his body, right? He thought it was right, and maybe he enjoyed it, right? Maybe he, he got some satisfaction out of it, but it wasn't right for him, right? Everybody's got to find your own set point. And it used to be that people would die of heart attacks at what age? 67 to 80 years old, right? They've already had a long life and their kids are older and now their grandparents, whatever, and then their heart would finally give out after a long life of, you know, long good life. That's not happening anymore, guys. More and more younger people 
are passing away of crazy, crazy things because they, and a lot of them are thinking that they're going on a certain path and they're not because are they following the right path? Now, here's the hard thing. What's the hard question with this? Very good. What's the right path? And here's the answer that you're not going to like. I don't know what it is for you. Right? Does every kid who comes into my practice who has some kind of issue, does every kid fare really, really well? No. Most of them do. The vast majority do unbelievably well. But do all of them? No. Right? Because sometimes there's other things, there's other factors, there's other situations. And that's why it's important to have a lot of techniques in your toolbox. That's why it's important to say, okay, if you're doing gluten-free and dairy-free and that's not working, let's try something else. Let's keep on looking, investing in it. Don't keep on doing the same thing. Patients get mad when you're doing the same thing over and over again and they're getting no results, right? So switch off. Let's do a timeout. Okay, that's not working. Let's try this adjustment. Let's try this kind of food situation. Let's try this kind of exercise. Always switching up because everybody has got their set point. And when you find it, you've got to stick with it. But here's another conundrum thing. Does that set point stay with you for the rest of your life? No, it's always going to change. Every five to 10 years, your body will change. Trust me, as 53 years old, I will tell you every 10 years, my body has changed and I've had to morph what I'm eating and how I'm exercising. So I used to do certain things. I used to be you know, very into you know, certain kind of exercises. You know, a lot of heavy duty weightlifting, right? That was my big thing when I was in the 90s and the, when I first came down here in 2000, I was really into, into some serious weightlifting. I hurt my shoulder so many times doing that, I stopped doing it. Because when I went from 30 years old to 40, that didn't work anymore. And here's the thing, I had to recognize that. Right? I had to recognize, this is no longer a good thing for me. So now I lift weights at like 5 pounds, 7 pounds, sometimes 3 pounds, depends on the exercise. Because I don't want to hurt my joints anymore. Right? That's what my body needs now. Right? I do a lot more aerobic work, I do a lot more stretching and and yoga and those kind of things now because that's what my body's good for now. Will that be the, the same way the rest of my life? I don't know, but that's not my, my point isn't to figure something out for the rest of my life. My point is what's working really good right now. You need to find the formula and then refine it and refine it and refine it. And that's the thing that I want to bring out with you guys is don't get stuck. Like when I graduated, here's another example. Not about me necessarily, but about how I practice. When I first graduated, it was Gonstead all the way. Gonstead, 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 nothing else but Gonstead. Mount Horb, went Mount Horb two times. And that was all I'm going to do. And I had my cervical chair and my knee chest table and everything was constant in the cervical chair. That was it. Right? Do I practice that way now? No. I do use some constant, but I do use Thompson and I do use SOT and I do use network and I use BEST. And I use activator and I use TRT and I use a whole host of other techniques. Right? So don't think that whatever, and even practicing. I went to New Jersey and I opened up my practice in New Jersey. Am I still in New Jersey? No, I'm in Atlanta, right? Whatever you're doing, it might change and you'd be okay with that, right? The only thing that's constant, Albert Einstein said, is what? Change. That's the only thing that's constant, is change. And that's what I want you to understand. So I look at this one person who's talked to me about this guy who was 44 and died of a heart attack, this ultra marathoner. Maybe he was, and he said he'd been running like this for like 20 something years, ever since he was in college. Maybe it was too much for him and he needed to change and he didn't. I don't know, right? I don't know his story. Just a conjecture hypothesis, but something, just a learning lesson I want to give to you guys to think about this as you guys graduate from here, because that's an important lesson to understand is that, you know, change is okay. And be okay with change and find the right formula for now, stick with that formula, and then change it when you need to.